It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for being with us tonight. Love dating romance and relationships. We're already laughing on this show, Simon, because... That's true. It's Tuesday night, and Tuesday night we always have... The uh, not-so-newlywed game with Angie here and Jason, her husband, on the phone. That's That's a tradition. It's a tradition because, you know, we talk about love and dating and relationships on this show. Um, My husband and I have been together for 10 years, and obviously, you know, things arise. You see things, you know, you just want to talk about. Yeah, it's relatable, you know, it's conversation, and and a lot of the problems that we have or or issues (laughs) that we go through, every couple has. Um, But I want to talk tonight a lot about how my husband is a big fat liar before we get him on the phone because I I know (laughs) he's he's going to say something. No, he's not. He's not at all, actually. Disclosure, Um, he's not. No, he is not. Um, But I want to take calls 855-905-8255. And the reason that we were laughing before we even started the show is because I know that our caller coming up here has a question about, um, you know, becoming your parents in a relationship and... My husband is about to probably unload on how I'm my mother, and I just am not. I'm not here for it. Mm-hmm. I will listen with an open heart and an open mind, <laughs> but I can't make any promises. <laughs> and we'll take that call, uh, Sal. Waiting next on the Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is the Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome to the show tonight. Love, dating, romance, and relationships. Eight five five nine zero five eight two five five. Let's kick it off, Simon. Mm-hmm. This call's uh, been waiting since we even walked in the door. Um, listening in Holly Hills, Colorado, on my ninety nine point nine. Say hello to Sal. Bonjour, Sal. Hi. How are you guys doing? We're good, Sal. What can we help you with? You need advice, I understand. Yes, I do. I, uh, I've been married for a couple of years now and, um, my wife is really close to her mom. So we see my mother-in-law a lot, which sometimes it's good. Sometimes mostly it's bad, but you know, mostly it's bad. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> we, we just, we butt heads a lot. She's, she's very, uh, controlling. She wants the things to go the way she thinks they should go. And recently a couple things have come up where my wife is now starting to sound just like her mom. So your wife and is just, turning into your mother-in-law. Is Give me something specific that stands out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just got to give a little backstory on, on the mother-in-law. She, if she likes to cook us food, she'll bring it over. and like It has to be perfect temperature. It has to be like extra warm or mm-hmm. hot. And mm-hmm. that's the way you know a plate of food is supposed to be served to someone. Now, I personally do not like my food extra hot or my drinks extra hot. Like, I like cold pizza. I like to eat things right out of the fridge. Yeah. I don't need to really heat it up. And it's, mm-hmm. I, I look at it like it's personal preference. So this okay. morning I heated up some leftovers from last night, some meat, and I took it out of the microwave. And my wife is in the kitchen as well making some eggs. And she looks over at the meat then kind of mm-hmm. gives me this look like, is your food even, like, hot enough? Mm-hmm. Like, with, like, a very judgy tone okay or like disgusted tone and i didn't get why but it instantly made me like is this is this my mother-in-law well now? that's like, you know why because judging? yeah you know why because it was her mom and you know that comes from you know her being her daughter and years of living in a house where her mom probably said the same thing to her if she ever made food for herself oh my gosh it's not the right you're gonna burn your mouth it's too hot or or it doesn't taste as good if it's not cooked the right way and you're not and it's subconscious so much she might not even realize she's doing it honestly it's just the way she's learned to cook to uh, respond to react 
to interact and a lot of the traits that we have, even though growing up, we could look at our moms and be like, I'll never be like you. More often than not, we are like you. So are you trying to say like you you, you can't take it? You're ready to go? Yeah, like what? No, no, no. Not, not, I mean, not that extreme. We're, we're married. We have a daughter. It's just, I'm sure it's something that I can probably work on myself, but I want to know what's the best way to bring it to my wife without like getting my head bitten off, you know, like. Sal, um, she doesn't do it purposely or controlling, you know, what she says. And she's right. It's subconscious. It is subconscious. It's, a, it's, it's something we have all inside of us that makes us say things, do things. Just we think it's just natural, but it comes from that long experience of life. Uh, the best you can get is be armed with patience and the sense of humor. If you tell your wife, hey, you sound like your mom, Angie just said it in a funny way, but she's not going to like it because you touch something she has no control over, right? Right. Um, and she probably so, doesn't like that same quality that her mom has. She probably doesn't yeah, like it herself. Doesn't. And that's, so, she, so she doesn't even realize that, you know, she's adapted that. So I suggest you just say, I don't like when you do that. You just you don't add yeah. like your mom. You do don't not bring mention, the mom in. No, no. That's going to immediately create a defense mechanism. So you're, you're yeah. entitled to say, I don't like that. Right. But just don't mention the mom and it will yeah. be fine. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. You're, you're so welcome. welcome. Good luck to you and be patient. Yes. Saying like, you're being crazy right now. You're just like your mom is the equivalent of like, you're being crazy right now. Is It must be that time of the month. Don't say that. Don't you no, dare don't say, say that. that. All Who right. Let's that? Uh, who who, who would dare who, say that? Really? That would be not a good idea. <laughs> All right. Do we have my husband coming up next? Oh, great. Um, somebody who's going to tell me exactly how I'm like my mom in the not-so-newlywed game. I'm sure <laughs> he can't hear wait. It. All yep. right. My husband's next <laughs> on Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie Love Dating Romance Relationships. It's Tuesday night, Simon. What does that mean? It means it's a not-so-newlywed game with Angie and her husband, Jason, the one yes. and only. Hi, Jason, the hey, one and only. My husband, we're good. So every Tuesday we have Jason on with us um, to play the not-so-newlywed game. We've been together for 10 years, married for almost seven, almost. We're almost at our anniversary. And uh, we just had our call from Sal saying, my wife is doing some things that are very much like her mother, and there are things that I don't like about her mother. How do I handle it? And mm-hmm. our producer, Jill, asked Jason if he would like to talk about how I'm like my mother, and he could not wait. So, Simon, go ahead. So, J- Jason, bonjour, and wel- <laughs> welcome back to the show. Thank uh, you, bonjour. So, Jason, uh, there are things you know about Angie that only you know, and I want you to share, please, in what ways... Since you've observed well, her for all these years, she is like yes. her mother. He's let, observed. Let me first start by saying I love my mother-in-law. So it's not that, that yeah, any yeah. of these things like bother me because they're like my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just I think yeah. it's funny because it annoys Angie that she's turning into her mom. Simon, before Jason yeah. even tells you yeah. the ways that I am like my mother, my mother's yeah. name is Vida, means yeah. life in Spanish. Whenever I'm doing something that clearly irritates him, he'll be like, oh, hi, Vita. So I know. <laughs> I know well, when he's I, had it. but You know, but we don't know. I don't, don't know, know. So I can't yes. wait to hear Jason's answer to my question. And we'll be back next on The Rendezvous. Welcome back. It's a Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Tuesday nights, the not-so-newlywed game, the game that I play 
Angie with my husband, Jason. Hi, Jason. And Simon Marcel, always here as usual, who loves to poke the bear. So, Simon, the topic tonight. The topic tonight is how you acting, being, and annoying like your mother sometimes. Oh, wow. We put annoying. We just added an extra layer so we're totally real. Jason, the mic is yours. What do you have to say? Well, they're, they're, I'm learning more and more. The more that my mother-in-law's around, I'm learning more of how Angie is turning into her. Uh, the one that I learned last time is that um, I thought it was just my wife that left bras everywhere in the house, like in seat cushions, on handles, on doors. But apparently that's a big thing that my mother-in-law does as well. But I think the two that really stick out is, uh-huh. one, uh, my wife doesn't talk during commercials but loves to talk when the television show or movie is actually on. And uh-huh. the other one would be she puts things away wherever it's convenient at that moment. So such a, so, where wait, it's supposed to go. It's just if she's standing next to her don't door leave your stuff and out. My wallet is there, and she wants. To put Why my are your wallet, wallet there? Put it away. She, she puts it wherever it's convenient. And then I say, "Hey, have you seen my wallet?" She's like, uh, "I put it away. I where's it supposed to be?" Or like yeah. nothing is ever where it needs to go. It's always whatever's convenient. At that <laughs> right. Moment. We'll put that away. I then see. it won't go missing. So when she does that over and over, have you seen your mother-in-law doing it? I mean, how do you know that Angie's mother, it's the same thing? Or Angie told you her mother is like that? Um, Angie complains about her mother doing it. Listen. Um, is that we true, take, Well, yeah. No. I'm going to say this. Jason's not lying. Um, but, you know, maybe he's not very sensitive about it when we come back um let's talk more about how you are your mother how you are your father in relationships i mean maybe mm-hmm. my husband might have some traits that he's brought in that I'd are like not hear about that exactly too. Yeah. squeaky maybe. clean oh. next <laughs> on the rendezvous with simon and angie this is the rendezvous with simon and angie welcome back it's tuesday night that means it's the not so newlywed game with me and my husband, Jason, who is on the line, and Simon Marcel, as always, are mm-hmm. uh, our host for this fun game uh, that the, we like to play. <laughs> the not-so-newlywed game. Jason, yes. you still with us? I'm here, yes. We are talking about things that Angie does, like her mother. And you said something, Jason, that just I wanted to get a clarification. You said that Angie likes to put things away where she thinks it belongs. Explain what you meant by that or what she does exactly. Well, like I know where everything in my life is at every moment. There's a specific place for everything. Angie, in our kitchen, we have like five junk drawers. So depending on where she is, is where things go. So she might grab the scissors out of one drawer and Uh then do whatever she needs to do with the scissors and then put them away wherever she's standing when she used them. Because I don't want to look at them anymore. Because right. I, like, but, so if I I'm done with you, if I've used you, you've served your scissor purpose, right. I don't want to see you anymore. You're out of my life. So don't right. be sitting but, on my counter. But, but when I need the scissors, I go to the place that I think the scissors are. And yeah. now I know that it's now going to be like, you know, me opening up all the drawers, trying to find the scissors. Or That's why we have you, three pairs of scissors, one for each drawer. So you don't have to go I'll looking. I'll ask you where they are and you'll go, I don't know, babe. Why don't you just look for them? Well, this and is my fun game. It's a scavenger hunt. <laughs> Figure it out. Or, or... Put them back where you would like to know where they are next time. I do. I, I, I put them back where they belong. Mm. You put them back where they're convenient. Listen, it's so man, true oh man. what Jason is saying. I mean, as much as I hate to admit it, um, that I do have these traits that mm-hmm. my mom has that drives me crazy. And I think if we think of anything 
that bugs us the most about our parents, we can probably find something in us that we do in relationships, in our day-to-day life, that we do that subconsciously, even though... We can't stand it about them. It's rubbed off on us, and now we're that. And That's I know true. anything that I do. Oh my god! I mean, here's the here's the thing. Um, you know, Jason has spent a lot of time with my mom. Unfortunately, um, we lost Jason's mom right before mm-hmm. Jason mm-hmm. and I started dating. Uh, I don't want to cry. I don't know why, but every time I mention her name, I start to get teared up. But it's like w- one of the things that I wish the most in life um, that I could have had was to meet her. I did get to spend a lot of time with Jason's dad before we lost him, who I adore because they are the same person. Don't you think, sweetie, that you and your no. dad are... Oh, oh my... No. No. Oh, Jason listen. says no, so okay. wait a minute. So Jason's father is a caricature of Jason. Like, Jason is super charming. His dad is the slick, was the most slickest, charmingest person ever. Like, any lady in the room would charm him. Uh, he would charm them. Um, Jason likes to gamble, likes to have fun. His dad is a real gambler, was a real good time Sally. Would you not agree? Yeah, I would agree that he was all of those things, yeah. Are you like him? Are you, are you, you find yourself trade psychological behaviors that are like your dad or not I really? have a habit that I do when I talk that yeah. when I get stuck on a word, it's uh, exactly like my dad. And as I'm doing it, it annoys the crap out of me. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I gotta, like, I make this sound as I'm thinking of what I'm going to say. Can I do it? Can I so do I it? Go, I go, ah, uh, yeah. yeah, so, right. When Jason would get off the phone with his father back in the day, he would call me and I'd be like, well, what'd you talk to your dad about? <gasps> so annoying to talk to him because he's always like, eh, I don't know, Jason. And now I'll call Jason. I'll be like, what are you doing? And, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to like get my work done. I'm like, oh, what's up, Big Len? So, you know what yes. I'm probably saying is, okay. I don't know. I'm trying to find the scissors. Oh, of course he's looking for the scissors. You know what? I don't know, but we're out of time with you. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much. Love. Thanks, Jason. Until next week. Yeah. So moral of the story is go easy on the people in your life who you love that are exhibiting traits of their parents that they don't like either Mm -hmm. um, because it's just human nature. I mean, do what we can. We do what we can. We don't like it, but we're going to act like our parents sometimes. And I'm sure my daughter is sitting there saying, I will never be like her. And then, you know, we're going to have a good old laugh about it one day when her when her children are like, oh, my God, my mom. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know where she gets it from. Um, so let's do more love dating relationship, Simon, when we come back next on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Thanks for being with us. We love to talk about love and maybe some issues you might have in love. Simon and I are here to help. Mm-hmm. Um, we got an email, Simon, that came into simonandangie.com uh, to play our favorite game with this listener. It is date or, or dump. dump. Um, this email for help comes to us from Wanda listening in Wheaton, Illinois on 93.9 Light FM. Simon and Angie... I live for you guys that night. Oh, hey, girl. Thank you. I love this show. Uh, I've been dating a man for the past two months. And so last night, we were texting back and forth. We were chatting about what each of us was looking for. And he said to me that he does want a relationship, but just not one with me. He said, for some reason, I just don't see us together in the future. But that doesn't mean we can't hang out for now. I was confused because he seemed like he liked me and we've been out quite a few times. So I asked him why 
And he said he was a little, uh, that I was a little intense compared to him, and it made him worry about the future heading into long term. I am a passionate person, but I'm not sure why any of that would be a bad thing. I don't really know how to proceed. Knowing that he thinks there's something fundamentally not girlfriend material about me makes me feel bad, and I don't know if I should continue dating him. Would you guys date or dump this person? Simon, what do you think that our girl Wanda should do here? Give me a date or a dump. A dump. I say dump as well, Mm -hmm. and we'll tell you why next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We got a date or dump email from our listener, Wanda. Uh, This came into simonandangie.com. Says, I've been dating a guy for two months. And he said, you know what? I don't see a future with you, but I'm cool hanging out right now. You're just not the one for me. And she's like, I don't know how to proceed. He thinks there's something wrong with me. I'm not girlfriend material. She says, date or dump. Simon, you you and I both said dump. I want to know why you say dump. Wanda, I said dump because he expressed clearly he just doesn't want to be with you. Basically, he said, you know, whatever the intensity or not, I'm not even interested in that. All we have is somebody saying the truth. I don't really see a future for us. That's the truth, and that's his right. Now, I don't want you to question yourself, too intense, not intense, what does he mean? It just means you're not for him, he's not for you, as cold as it sounds. But I think that there's something wonderful about being honest. And the trap is now for you not to question yourself or go back to him, because the only reason he wants to stay with you is for the ooh-la-la. When a man tells you he sees no future with you, we can still hang out, he means... I like the ooh-la-la. I just don't like you for romantic purpose or for future together. And so it leads me, Angie, to say dump. Yes, I agree with the dump. Same on dump. Don't be a placeholder for this guy until he finds somebody else. Make your happiness your priority because this guy right now is happy just hanging out with you and having ooh-la-la. That's his happiness for the moment, but as soon as he finds something that makes him happier, you're gone. So make your happiness, Wanda, your priority. Stop letting him dictate when you get to move on, when you get to find happy. Don't be somebody's placeholder, their bookmark in their life. Go on. Free yourself and enjoy yourself. Free your mind and the rest will follow. (laughs) Ooh-la-la. Hashtag en vogue. Okay, thank you, Wanda. Uh, More of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie next. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for being with us tonight. Love dating, romance, relationships. We're not experts. We're your friends in the struggle of love. Um, Mm -hmm. Trying to help you figure it out. Simon Marcel and myself. Simon is our French romantic. I'm your married American realist, as you call me. You sure sure are. And Simon, I wanted to ask you um, some follow-up on our date or dump email that we just had from Wanda. Because she said, you know, she's been in a relationship with this guy for a couple months. She really likes him. And they had one of those DTR, define the relationship talks. He said, I don't see a future with you. Um, Uh I think you're a little too uptight or whatever it was, but I'm cool for right now hanging. And she's like, oh my gosh, what does that mean? Um, Our producer, Jill, said, well, do guys categorize? Um, Do you immediately put categories on a girl on a first date? Like, oh, she's fun to hang out with, but I don't see ever marrying this girl or long-term, but she'll do for now because that's what he was doing to Wanda. Do you do that? I think every man has the capacity of doing this. It's a simple uh, reaction. You meet somebody, 
And then two things happen. One, you're attracted or not, A. And then B, there's a deeper connection, meaning you want to spend time with the person. In your mind, you just don't go, oh, we're going to go out and ooh la la, and then I can't wait to go home or just go watch football or whatever you do. No, you say, I can't wait to have breakfast with her and maybe cook some, for some egg or omelette for her, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then that's the difference. We feel that in a split minute of meaning you almost it's it's very very quick the way you talk the way you act the way you it will reach out to our brain our heart or not sometimes it's just one or the other sometimes all and it's the whole package and people get married because just like maybe women do with men there's certain things you will do certain things you will say certain things you will act on that will either attract us or scare us or simply you are the one for us and then it's a match yeah, I think women do the same thing, to be quite honest. Um, I think we know, you know, like if, if you're somebody that has long-term potential mm-hmm. or somebody that can keep us company in the meantime. And that's the thing, though, that our listener Wanda was trying to say is, do I just stick around knowing that I'm not going to be here forever? And yeah. I think that depends. You have to be really, really honest with yourself. If you're cool with the idea of, being friends with benefits now, knowing that this could end at any moment. you mm-hmm. got to be honest with yourself. Can you handle it to stay in it? Mm-hmm. Or if you've already put the franchise tag on this dude, like he's forever, I planted my flag, I want to marry this guy, it would be maybe too painful for you to mm-hmm. hang out because as soon as he does find somebody that he likes better, wants to be with, you're out and it's cold and it's not going to feel good. Exactly. So I, I, normal- I do give that guy credit. I'm sorry. I do give that guy credit, though, for telling her. At least honestly, how he feels. It's the contrary of, I would say, uh, uh, manipulation, really, if she listens to him. The trap is not to listen to him and question yourself, am I too tense for him? Why did he say I'm too tense? Yeah, Instead don't of question focusing yeah, why you're not good enough for him. The true message. Yes. Yes. I want to go out with somebody else. That is the key message. Yeah. Um, it's a great conversation to have early on, actually. Yeah. I mean, he's being honest, and you can do with that what you want, but don't ever sit and say, well... He said, I'm not long-term because of this, so I need to change this about myself. No, don't change yourself. Just realize that he's told you who he is, what he wants, and what he needs. And if you're down for just hanging out, then hang out. The hot challenge is exactly that, the feelings. We catch feelings. And so one of us will say, but she might say, you know, I really like him. What can I do to make him like me? There's nothing you can do. So respect that and respect the truth. And we both agree to dump, 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 dump Wanda. Okay. Yes. Move on with your life, girl. All right. Um, Simon, when we come back, I want to take a voicemail that came through to the show while we were out and uh, give some advice to one of our listeners next on The Rendezvous. It's The Rendezvous. Thanks for having us on tonight, Simon and Angie here, ready to answer all your questions about love, dating, and romance. If you need advice, 855-905-8255. We had a call that came in, Simon, when we were not here. Mm -hmm. Um, You can always leave a voicemail if you don't get us, and we'd be happy to answer on the air. So let's do that right now with our listener, Rocco. Hey, Simon and Angie. I'm a longtime listener. My name is Rocco, calling from Louisville, Kentucky. I listen to you guys on... 105 of KISS FM. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, look, I, uh, I need your advice because my girlfriend and I, um, we've been living together for two years now. We've been together for three years. Uh, I love her dearly. Uh, she loves me dearly. Um, I think everyone on the outside thinks our relationship is pretty perfect. 
here's the thing. Over the last like six months, I've started to feel like the romantic spark is gone between us and I don't know what to do. I'm starting to really fear that there's like no romantic future for us, but I care about her so much as a friend and I do very, very much love her and I, I could never break her heart to break up with her. So I, I just have no idea what to do. Uh, I'd really love to some advice, some input. I'll be listening to you guys. I hope you get this message and are able to respond to it. Thank you. Wow, that's a tough one. Thank you so much, Rocco. That's mm-hmm. a tough place to be, Simon. Um, three years, and I'm sensing something that's unspoken. You always mm-hmm. talk about the unspoken. Always. I'll tell you what that is, and I want to know what your advice would be for Rocco. Love her. Spark is gone. What do I do in this situation? Because mm-hmm. she loves mm-hmm. me, and I don't want to crush her. That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous. Welcome back. It's Simon and Angie talking about your love life. We just had our call from Rocco that came into our voicemail, 855-905-8255. And Mm -hmm. Simon, Rocco was saying, been with my girlfriend three years. About six months ago, I started feeling like the spark is gone. I love her. I don't want to break her heart. I know she loves me. Everybody thinks it's great, but I'm not feeling it anymore. What am I supposed to do here? Simon, what is your advice for Rocco? Rocco, when you lose the loving feeling, when you know that the the honeymoon feeling, (laughs) the honeymoon phase, the infatuation, all of that is about 18 months. After that, it's the real thing that happens. Uh, And so before you do anything, and I would really go see a shrink, a therapist, because I don't want it to not give a chance to love. Sometimes... Instead of talking straight to your partner, you need a third party, like a good therapist, for yourself to revisit what happened in the last 24 months, 20, you know, 30 months. How did it go from super good to lost the loving feeling? And then I would want to know the answer if I were you, Rocco. And then maybe then it's something you guys did, something it's in you, something you've done before, something in your past, something in your life. I want you to think about giving a chance to love, but you're going to have to do the work before you say anything to her. So go to therapy, see what happened, get the result, and then you can decide if you want to tell or not tell. That would be my advice. Angie? Mm. Um, I sort of agree. I, I feel like there's another way to go here. Okay, um, I'm intrigued. I, yeah. Um, what do you do um, after three years? You feel like the spark is gone in your relationship you say they still love you and you're mm-hmm. afraid of hurting them. Where do you go? Simon says, get some therapy. I have a different opinion next on The Rendezvous. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships. What do you do mm-hmm. when you've been in a long relationship? In the, in the case of our uh, last caller, Rocco, three years, um, the spark is gone, he says. Yeah. But he says, she loves me. Mm-hmm. I love her, but the spark is gone. How am I supposed to let her down and not break her heart? Simon, your advice was get some therapy. Yeah, get right? to know why, what happened in your mind, in your heart, for you to lose that loving feeling. I sort of feel like, um, you know, he's making assumptions about maybe how she feels too. And I think before you go to a therapist, um, because he's trying to figure out what to do with her. I mean, a therapist will help you with whatever decision you make. But the therapist will not explain what she's feeling because the therapist doesn't know what she's feeling. So before you, you know, go all this way and assume, make all these assumptions, why don't you have a heart to heart and say, hey, 
I know it's hard to have this conversation. I just want to know how you, where you think we're going. How do you feel we're doing? How do you feel I am as a boyfriend? How do you feel after three years in a relationship with me? Where are you at? Because he's saying the spark is gone for him. Um, but if, maybe the spark is gone for her. And she just hasn't expressed it. I mean, he hasn't expressed it to her yet. Maybe they both feel the same way. So maybe this is a conversation they have and they're both like, boom, we're kind of on the same page. Like, let's call it quits. Or he finds out, you know, why the spark is leaving. There might be something to discover within the the relationship, within the two of them before he takes it somewhere else. Don't so, you want to find out first what's going on in the relationship? Nope. I want you to find first what's going on with you. And I'm going to make this example, Angie. Let's say Jason comes to you and says exactly <laughs> yes. that. He says, yes. uh, Angie, I kind of lost the loving feeling. How are you feeling about us? But you haven't lost it. Well, I wouldn't what? really say it that way. I but, mean, I mean, you got to finesse that conversation. If you put the, tox- the toxic no, no, of no, that information or the doubt. That's why I said, when you sit down, let's go out to dinner and be like, wow, we've been together for three years. Like, how are you feeling I'm doing as a boyfriend? Let her start the conversation. See how she's feeling before you go there. The reason I disagree because I know women's intuition is because she's going to ring immediately. Something is wrong with him. Even, it, even I if really she, think it depends on the And my fear demeanor. is that rather, but I think women have this intuition. So if you start that conversation, you haven't done the work first of mm-hmm. what happened to you. Mm-hmm. You're going to inflame an, a worry in her that she doesn't deserve at this but stage. But maybe it starts a conversation that never would have started before. Like, if if he were to go to a therapist and the therapist is like, yes, you got to go, get out of this, you're, you're done, you lost that loving feeling. And he goes to her and says, it's been three years, I lost that loving feeling, we're done. She's going to feel blindsided, like, oh my God, I had no idea you felt this way because he didn't even talk to but her about it. He's got to talk to her first. I believe that what he said was what he feels, that she, she still loves him. And as he hasn't felt any reason. How would that, he know, you know that? He hasn't even spoke well, he, to her about it. Maybe, but we, uh, that's what I, I believe. My fear is this. We have own our madness, uh, and then we, we want to share it with who we love. And all it does is create fire. It no. never helps. No, because, it always Angie, helps. Let's say, let's say the conversation. <laughs> let's, do, let's do you and I the role yeah, play. Yeah. I come to you and say, and say, Angie, how do you feel about us? You know, I love you. I think I think it's been three years. It's been great, Rocco. I'm I'm really happy. And then you will say, "Why you ask?" And here's where I don't want him to start this conversation, right? I'm going to say, if I say I've lost a loving feeling to you, you don't say that. But you we, say but it's you, been three years. I want to know what you see in the future. But that conversation for me is too early until you know why you why lost the loving early? feeling. Why too early? Be- is it ever too early to have a conversation after three years? In a loving relationship and say, where are we going? What are we doing? How are you feeling? Here's how I'm feeling. Maybe there's something that can be fixed between them before it falls oh, apart, before it's therapy. That I don't believe. You give okay. your therapist the first and then the partner. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask our listeners to email us and tell us what you would tell Rocco to do in this situation. Do you agree with Simon? Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with both of us and think you have the solution? We mm-hmm. want to know. What you think, maybe you have better advice than we do right now because we're not agreeing on our advice and that's that's okay. okay. Um, But I win. So give us an email, (laughs) simonandangie.com. Anytime you can email us. Tell us what you think we should do with Rocco. All right, more of The Rendezvous next with Simon and Angie.
Thanks for listening so much to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We love you, and we Mm -hmm. love helping you with your love. Um, If you missed any of our topics tonight, please check out simonandangie.com. You can hear our podcast. You missed a good one. We talked uh, the not-so-newlywed game tonight. It was Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Um, When your spouse becomes their parent that they said, I will never be like my mom, and oh, my God, your spouse is their mom. Hi. Yeah. Uh, My husband had some words. About that. What a great um, segment. Yes. And then Wanda's date or dump about the guy who told her that he doesn't want a relationship with her. And she's like, well, what do I do? Um, hi, Wanda. Walk. And then <laughs> um, losing the spark in your relationship. This guy, uh, Rocco, our voicemail. I, I, there has been not many times that you and I, Simon, have been deadlocked on advice. Mm-hmm. We, we had completely opposite advice, mm-hmm. and not neither of us are going to budge. So I really want our listeners to go to simonandangie.com, leave us an email, a voicemail, or whatever. Let us know what you would do. You fix it. We couldn't fix it. But Simon, you did have a great Simon Says in Rocco's call. Thanks, Angie. I said, when you feel the spark is gone, light a match. Meaning, bring back the love, bring back the light, bring back the fire, bring back the energy. Thank you so much for being with us. We had a ball with you tonight. Um, more Rendezvous all day, every day, nonstop on the iHeartRadio app. Simon and Angie also on all our social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Simon and Angie as well. Until the next time, thank you for being with The Rendezvous. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.